the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, this is Casey Fields, the Manager of Municipal Advocacy for the Municipal Association. The legislative session for 2020 is slated to start and it's time to start talking legislative issues, right Scott? That's right. My partner in crime is back with me on the podcast. Everybody, listen, share this with your friends. This is going to be important stuff, and we need you to be ready to fight, ready to represent cities and towns, ready to stand with us. So we're going to talk about local self-governance. We're going to talk about local decision-making. We're going to talk about the attempts to take away the abilities of cities and towns to make local decisions. Right. Sometimes it's called preemption. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's called anything. There are a lot bad of bi- legislation. bad legislation. Well, yeah, you could call it that too. There are a lot of bills introduced in 2019 that attempts that attempted attempts to take away the ability of cities and towns to make local decisions for their residents and their businesses. We're going to start big and bring it on down small. Scott, give us a brief history of where we came to this today in 2019. I think what everybody needs to understand, if they don't already know about the concepts of home rule versus Dylan's rule, it is a it's a pretty easy distinction to make. But a lot of folks don't necessarily understand the difference between the two concepts. In South Carolina, cities and towns derive their authority to do things, to pass ordinances, to you know create regulations for their residents from the state constitution. The right. state constitution provides cities and towns with the express authority to do any number of things, any manner of things that, that a city council decides to do. Article 8, Section 17. In the state constitution, that's right. And... Within the Constitution, in that section of the Constitution, it is presumed that everything that a city council does in terms of conducting the business of the city is constitutional, Mm -hmm. unless you're told that you can't do that by either the General Assembly or by the courts. So cities and towns are free to make those decisions. That's right. Unless they're told not to. They don't have to ask permission. Correct. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. Where you would have to ask permission is in a Dillon's Rule state. Can you give me an example of a Dillon's Rule state? Like North Carolina is a Dillon's Rule state. In a Dillon's Rule state. Our neighbor to the north. It is. Cities and towns can only do the things that the General Assembly says that it can do. Right. It doesn't have the presumption that Anything that they do is constitutional. The express authority that Correct, our cities that and we towns have. have. That mm-hmm. we have. So that's the difference. In South Carolina, it's presumed that what you're doing is constitutional unless you're told that you can't do it by the General Assembly or the courts. In North Carolina, which is a Dillon's rule state, right. they can only do the things that the General Assembly says, hey, we give you permission to do this. Okay. All but right. That's the difference. Begging forgiveness versus asking permission. Well, be- begging for permission, period. So when... When local councils, when cities and towns, when they are approached by concerned residents or concerned businesses Mm -hmm. about an issue that they're having, Um, let's take, I'm trying to think of an example. Let's take Folly Beach. Mm -hmm. The businesses that were in Folly Beach were concerned about the plastic bags or pollution in their creeks, rivers, and marshes. They took that concern. They got together. They took that concern to the mayor and council members. Right. 
the mayor and council members considered it, talked to people, researched it, and brought forth the plastic bag ban. Right. They passed an ordinance that says that restricts the use of single-use plastics. Which they've got the authority to do. Absolutely. Article, Article 8, 8, Section, Section 17. 17. Yeah. So they did that at the request right. of, of their residents, of their residents and their and businesses, their businesses right. because they wanted to make sure that Folly continued to be a place Correct. for that supported the environment, marine life, and visitors because they get so many visitors every year. They exercised a very conservative principle of self-governance. That's correct. What are some other what are some other things that cities have taken the lead on because of this authority to protect residents and businesses? Mm-hmm. Indoor smoking bans, for oh, yeah. instance. Um, do you remember walking in a restaurant oh, sure. and saying, "Do you want table or booth smoking or none?" Right. Right? Well, I mean, where, didn't you have to and, choose do you want the smoking section or the non-smoking well, and, section? Well, and where I grew up in the upstate for most of my my youth and and early adulthood, you didn't have an option. <laughs> you just The whole place was smoking. Yeah, you just went in and Well, I remember bars when you walked into bars, they were everybody was I mean, it was like cutting through a cloud. The bowling there. alley was a notoriously smoky place. You hang out at the bowling alley? I used to, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I won't judge you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, yeah, so smoking bans were uh, their genesis was was with city councils across the state. I want to say Sullivan's Island was one of the first ones, or Isle of Palms was one of the well, first. Well, I know that they are currently considering banning smoking on their beaches. Oh, okay, more because of a litter issue than necessarily a smoking issue. But I mean, does it really matter? It the the motivation is coming from local residents who are mm-hmm. communicating their desires and needs to their local elected officials who are then who are then empowered by those residents to make decisions on their behalf. Right. And so And um, who elects municipal leaders? Well, the residents do. Right. The residents right. Of, the, of a city or a town do. So wouldn't you call that the checks and balances with if they make a decision Certainly. that they don't like then the voters just like they can with the governor, the Constitutional officers, legislators, right? They can take them out. Sure, the president absolutely. of the United and States, and they do that. So, and in fact, we we you know we saw a lot of turnover in the elections this past November. Scott, I so. I mean, I worked here for a while. You worked here for a while. Mm-hmm. You worked in local government for a while. Mm-hmm. That that was one of the was biggest turnovers yeah, that I've that I have seen. Really interesting. Very interesting. But cities also have led the way on the texting and driving. Right. It was cities across the state who began enacting ordinances to prohibit texting and driving and then that and that led ultimately to mm-hmm. a statewide law which right. certainly is not nearly as uh, effective or as strong as some of the municipal ordinances. However, that has led to now legislation that's been proposed to uh, go, go hands free entirely, right. which I know you personally always complain well, about people that are on the cell phones, on the devices. When you're nearly struck multiple times a day trying to cross <laughs> Gervais Street right. by people who are staring down at their phones and Correct. conducting all other manner right. of business while they're driving. It, Typing on a typewriter. I, I, get, just, I have a personal interest in that. But <laughs> Senator Tom Young from Aiken is has sponsored a, a Senate version of the bill and, of course, represented Bill Taylor from Aiken as well. Right. He has sponsored bills in the past. They've not been not been able to get out of the House, but, but uh, Representative Taylor and Senator Young are working closely on Senator Young's bill now. But the genesis, again, of that bill, those bills and those efforts – 
came from cities and towns across the state. So let's talk a little bit about what I guess the General Assembly is the the culprit of who erodes the authority, what they've done over time and what some of the things that they have taken away. Well, I mean, there's a there's a long list, of course. There's property tax caps through Act right. 388. There are restrictions on other revenue sources that cities and towns previously had control of. And, of course, the most recent attack is uh, on the business license tax, uh, specifically through House Bill 4431. What else have we been preempted on over the years? Well, there, there are a couple of bills that are um, that have been introduced several times, but pending still is the to keep cities and towns from banning plastic bags. Yep. Yeah, um, vaping. And then, va- yeah, the re- the zoning vape shops, yep. or you know, that away from um, right. towns or schools, and and of course those are just and, those are just the latest, you know, right. topics. In I've a seen long a couple of um, short term rental. Yeah, we've got um, a couple of bills that have yeah. been introduced to, to preempt cities' regulation of short term rentals in, mm-hmm. in one way or another. So, I mean, and of why course do I, you think? I mean, I, what's the genesis of trying to preempt? cities and towns from making these decisions? Well, there's probably a couple of things. Number one, you have those who are affected by the ordinances that cities and towns pass that maybe infringe on what they think is their right to do something right. or uh, take the plastic bag bans, for instance. You know, obviously the plastics industry has right. a has, a, has interest an interest in it. In it. Right. And so rather than go and try and stop each ordinance across the state and all potentially all 271 cities and towns it's just easier for, for those special sweep. interests to go to a legislator and seek a statewide try and try and, and and seek a statewide solution to what is oftentimes a local problem the or same a local with vaping issue. you think sure right the zo- zoning vape shops sure mm-hmm. and you know a lot of us think that we know better than the next person so right. there's, right. there's some of that in there as well yeah so. Anything else that we need to address? I, th- I think the main, you know, after after our discussion, the, the bottom line here is cities and towns have been granted the authority to make decisions right. that protect residents and businesses and that help residents and businesses. They should be given, let or however you want to say it, they should be allowed to have that authority and oh. not chipped away well i think what's i feel like this is a piecemeal kind of a well it is it it, it, you know the attacks on home rule are are piecemeal well i think what's most important for residents and their elected officials to understand about uh, the erosion of local authority to make local decisions is that it's more difficult for legislators to attack an, an action of a city council if the residents and the council members have clearly explained to legislators why they're doing it. You know, you go to a legislator and explain to them why it's important to our residents and their constituents as well that a city council take some some particular action. And that legislator typically is going to support that decision because they they know their community pretty well right. uh, and, and and can understand and empathize where you see a lot of preemptive bills come from are from legislators where this isn't a problem or, you know, their city councils haven't enacted this particular ordinance, but they see it from afar and say, Oh, you know, this I, is well, terrible. You know, I don't want that to happen in my community. Well, 
their community may be facing the same issues. They just haven't necessarily taken any action to address it. And so, you know, the plastic bag bans are coming from upstate legislators in reaction to ordinances that were passed on the coast. Right. So, and the reason is because, you know, upstate elected officials, city council members, maybe haven't had to deal with plastic pollution yet. But right. but who knows? It could be something something else that's specific to their part of the state. Right. That that a that a legislator in the low country could say, well, you know, no, it's not, gonna, it's not going to affect anybody here. Right. So right. You know, why don't we just ban it statewide? Mm. It's uh, so it's it's important that local elected officials obviously always stay in communication with their legislators right. about and educate everything. Them, yeah. uh, educate them on what's coming up, invite them to city, you know, to That's council right. meetings and keep them involved in what's going on and let them know about the concerns as well. I just recently heard a story from a city manager who said that his house member came to a city council meeting to complain about a uh, an ordinance that the city council was preparing to, to act upon and he tried to claim that what the city council was doing was not lawful, that it was, in mm-hmm. fact, illegal. Well, mm-hmm. he, he's wrong. Right. But the problem there is that this legislator and uh, his city council rarely talk. And, and we just and so we that's can't, where that's where a lot of the a lot of this stuff gets started. We're we're partners in moving the state forward. I believe that local elected officials mm-hmm. working with state legislators. And, you know, statewide elected officials also. Yeah. That is the only way we can really have success with economic development, with policy, is that if we're all working together, not against each other. Well, and I, th- and I think, you know, uh, uh, we're, we as local folks are just as guilty of that. Sure. That Absolutely. perception Absolutely. and being antagonistic toward our legislators when maybe it's not, it's not warranted right so we have to make it we have to go the extra mile to uh, to show the leadership that we have consistently over the years on all these issues that we talked about and bring our our legislators along with us scott i agree with you and i'm so excited we're back thanks everybody for listening and tune it keep tuning in for more podcasts about the legislative session coming up and how you can make a difference at the state house from the dome to your home from the dome to your home podcast hometown legislative action days in february in february stay on top of everything if you have yet to touch base with your legislators um after we've been talking about it what i what i think is months since august we've been asking you to call your legislators please go ahead and touch base now if you haven't already if you already have do it again Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.